there will be more. Let's preach. When you have an assignment on your life that is kingdom, you will need a kingdom power to accomplish this said assignment. This assignment on one's life and one's, on one's life is a call. What distinguishes your call is the anointing on your assignment. The fingerprint of God on your life can be determined by the level of anointing that is birthed and pressed out of you. This birthing and pressing of the anointing is the proof that your calling is for sure and your assignment is going to be fulfilled. To your neighbor, neighbor, I'm fulfilling my assignment. We find Jesus at the, at the beginning of the end. We find destiny and time getting ready to have a collision course of fulfilled prophecies. Jesus, after the Last Supper, was at the place of crushing and the place of oil press, which was called the Garden of Gethsemane. We find our Lord and Savior here at the Garden of Gethsemane getting ready to pray. And I know what the text says. The text, oftentimes I've read this story before and I've never seen this particular side of the text. I've read it before in Matthew and Mark and Luke and I've read it before. And when I begin to read it this time, it said that Jesus prayed the same prayer three times. And so I would like to tell you, brothers and sisters, that don't you, God will hear you. Sometimes you got to repeat it for yourself. Can I tell you, sometimes you got to repeat it for yourself. Because God don't never need you to repeat it for him. He only wants you to repeat it for yourself. Why? For it can get down in your spirit. So we find Jesus here and Jesus praying, Father, if this cup can pass by me. But notice, I like what Jesus said. Jesus says, but nevertheless my will, but your will be done. We find Jesus at the Last Supper, he's at the place of, of Gethsemane, the place of crushing, the place of where the oil is pressed. Uh, Gethsemane was known for its olive oils and its big trees and all, it, it bloomed like crazy. And there was always olives everywhere. And olives is, uh, olives, is a, olives is a representation of oil, oil pressing, pure oil. And there's a be, there's a be, Jesus would oftentimes go walk in the place of pressing. Go walk in the place where the oil was. Glory to God. I'm, I'm talking already. I'm preaching already. He walked in the place of pressing. And he walked in the place where the oil was. And notice here, even though it was being pressed, there yet came out oil. And Jesus used to go there. They said it was his custom. So Jesus will oftentimes linger around the garden of Gethsemane. Can I tell you something? When they came to get Jesus at the garden of Gethsemane, they asked him, who is Jesus? And when they asked him, who is Jesus? Jesus spoke the same thing. He spoke, in the, he spoke to Moses and he told Moses, Moses, if I tell you my name, it'll take you too long to understand it. There are not enough, there's not enough letters in the alphabet that can write my name. So what I will do, I will concise my name. Look how smart God is. What I will do, I will concise my name, break it down to the smallest, to the smallest category that you can ever believe in. He said, my name is I am. And when Jesus said, I am, the ground began to shake. And the Bible says, they fell to their face like dead men. But let me explain to you what the Bible is saying. When the Bible says they fell to their face like dead men, when Jesus began to say, I am. Now notice here, he had been praying all night long. And when the enemy came to get Jesus or to apprehend Jesus, Jesus let the enemy know 
that even though you have come to get me, you have no power over me. Because when Jesus said, I am, the whole, the, the winds began to move. There was, you could say it was a category five hurricane, tornado that hit that building and they all fell wide. The ground began to shake and the rocks began to rise and the trees and the leaves began to move all over the place. Why? Because when he said, I am, every, the, 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 the power in his voice that made the universe began to shake and move and everything that was there fell in the power of God. Why? Because, the, can I tell you what, when he said, I am, the ground began to shake. And the trees began to move. And the mountain that he was on began to rumble because it recognized the voice of the Lord. And Jesus says, I am. But before, but before, when you ever, when, when there's oil on your life, for the oil of God will empower you. It is the fingerprint of the signature of one's life and Jesus would come to this place of all to pray. Can I tell you that, that if you have a kingdom power to fulfill, you're going to need kingdom power to fulfill kingdom assignments. Jesus knew that I had to stay connected to the finished work of what God had did and what God had started. So I'm going to put myself in a, represent, a place of representation that looks like God, smells like God, is like God. Fruitful in every way, prosperous in every way. In, in the place of Gethsemane, the, the place of pressing. For he said he knew that for what God will start in you, he will, he will complete the good work in you. Before Jesus could experience the more, the first thing Jesus was to do is to continue in the prayer life that had kept him through all his ministry. Can I tell you, brother, if you and I are going to experience the more, we must continue in the prayer life that kept our mamas and our grandmamas and our great-grandfathers and, and people of old, the saints of old. You and I must contend for the faith. To your neighbor, neighbor, I got to contend for the faith. Because the Bible says, the Bible says, Jesus told Peter, I pray for you. Because the enemy wished to sift you like wheat, to grind you down like flour. But I pray that your faith fail you not. We must contend for the faith. But it seemed as though when Jesus was praying, God did not hear him. What do you do when no prophecy is coming to you? What do you do when the praise team don't sing your favorite song? What do you do when it seems as though everything you touch turns to nothing? What do you do when you're walking one way and everything you all, all you do is stumble and you fall? And it seems as though nothing is working for you. But Jesus said, know what I'm going to do? I'm going to intensify the prayer. Glory to God. I'm going to begin to press harder than I ever pressed before. Because I know one thing about diamonds, diamonds are pressed, oil is pressed to get the very best out of something. There must be a pressing. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I know there's been a pressing because I feel like I'm being pressed. I feel like I'm being pressed. I got all these headaches all the time. Stresses bother me. I feel as though I'm being pressed. Or I feel as though I'm being stretched. Have any of you felt as though I'm being stretched? Have any of you felt as though I'm in a closed building and I, and I know I'm bigger than this building? I'm, I, I, the, ceiling is too, the ceiling is too small for me. I'm being pressed and I must get myself out of this any way that I can. 
with the pressure mounting on Jesus' life and the agony of the next step he had to press, Jesus prayed to a thing called homotosis, began to get into his body, a rare condition of sweating blood. It occurred when a person is suffering from extreme stress, for example, facing his or her own death. Tell your neighbor, no matter what goes on, I'm going to continue in prayer. Not just regular prayer, but prayer that will cost me. Prayer that will push me. Prayer that will prompt me. The text says that he labored in prayer for when he, he lay in prayer because when you have an appetite for more, you won't settle for less. Because when you are anointed, you are anointed and your appetite begins to grow for the things of God. When you have an appetite for victory, you will push until your expectation is met. To your neighbor, I have an expectation. Even when ones around me may be sleeping, cannot tarry for me for an hour. But when there's a calling on your life, you have to go when no one will go. You have to stay focused on the forward, even though they may be close to you. You may have friends and family, brothers and sisters, who you say, I need you to pray with me. And when you go back to ask them, have you been praying with me? Have you been on the line with me? Are, 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 are you still in agreement with me? Sometimes they forget. Sometimes they turn over. Sometimes they forget that they even know you. But even though that happens, you got to say, I'm staying focused on my forward because I know there is something more. There's nothing that hurts more than when the ones you have ate at your table use your gifts, prayed over them, and they're not there when you need them. But when you are chasing your prophecy, you're going to have to go alone. And when you go alone, you got to put in yourself, put in your spirit, I'm staying focused on the forward, but there's still more. Through the aid of Jude Judas, Jesus is betrayed by one that is called his friends. While arrested, Jesus found time to stop and create an ear for a priest. Look at Jesus, good God Almighty. While they arrested Jesus, Jesus found time to stop and create an ear. He, didn't, he, he did not pick the ear off the ground. He made the man a whole nother ear when Peter had cut it off. Can I suggest to you, while you're going through your greatest trial, while you're going through your greatest pain, you're going to have to turn around and pray for somebody else who may be hurting just like you. But I don't know about you, but if Jesus reached down and created a man's ear that had just been cut off, I would just leave Jesus alone. But they, somehow or another, could not recognize what just happened. For Jesus saw the man's ear bleeding. And Jesus reached down and told him, put up the sword. For if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Jesus took his hand, put it on the priest's ear, and the priest heard again. But I think what Jesus really was doing, doing was saying this, is that what, what, did, what you used to hear, you ain't going to hear that no more. I'm going to create a new ear for you that's covered in blood. Oh, my God. That's covered in blood. So now when you hear me, you will hear it through a bloody ear. You will hear the revelation of God through a bloody ear. You ought to tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's blood on my ears. There's blood on my ears. I got blood on my ears. Why? Because I'm getting ready to hear a new revelation. I'm getting ready to hear a new song. I'm getting ready to hear new instruction. I'm getting ready to hear a new divine call. I'm getting ready to hear myself. Oh, my God. I'm going to hear myself speak the revelation and the knowledge and the language of kingdom. There's blood on my ear. 
your neighbor. And so here they grabbed Jesus. They took Jesus all around and they took him to the court system. They took him to Herod, to Herod and Pilate and Pilate to Herod. But there is still more. Jesus at any moment could have stopped this from happening. But he was focused on the forward. There's still more to come. Would, he could have stopped himself at the whipping block. So, but Jesus said, no, for the scripture can be fulfilled. That he was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquities. That means that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his 39 stripes, glory to God, save one that you are healed. The Bible, Jesus did not, Jesus could have stopped at the whipping block. But he understood there's yet still more. The assignment on my life and the assignment is not for me to stop at the whipping block. He could have stopped in the courtroom and told them that he is the, that he is the host, he is, he is the host of heaven. But he understood this is not my moment or it's not my time. Jesus, when he was looking at him and they were asking him, are you the son of the living God? He turned around and said, if that's what you say, I love the way he talked. Because they didn't recognize who he was. They didn't understand the words that were said about his life. And so, my brother sister, I'm telling you, my sister, when you are moving in your life, sometimes people are not going to recognize the blood that's on your life. They're not going to recognize the words that were prophesied over your life. So that's why sometimes you get frustrated people. Do stop getting frustrated with people who don't understand your anointing. Don't get frustrated with people who don't understand your call. What you got to do is lean on over to the solid rock that is higher than I. So Jesus could have stopped again at the whipping block, but he knew that prophecy must be fulfilled. So what they did, they did something else. They said, you know what? We're going to put a crown of thorns on his head. They put a crown of thorns just to mock him. But what they did not know is that when they pressed those three inches, almost four-inch thorns in his head, his head began to bleed. And his head was bleeding for blood was going to cover your thinking. Tell your neighbor the reason why. They crowned him with thorns on his head. Blood was going to cover your thinking. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, he bled for me, for, for his mind. And when they pressed the thorns on his head, how there's still more. They thought that they was mocking him. They believed they was hurting him. But what he was saying, there's still more. They told him and said, you know what? We're going to make you a crown. Since you're going to be called the king, we're going to really see if you're the king. So when they pressed those thorns in his head, went in his brain and went, and went close to his brain and went under his skin, he began to bleed for my thinking. He began to bleed for my stress. He began to bleed for my anxiety. He began to bleed for the, for the thoughts that I may have that's not like him. He began to bleed for my thinking. That's why he said, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. He bled. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's blood on my head. There's blood on my head. And not only is there blood on my head, when he was bleeding, with his crown of thorns on his head, the blood began to run in his eyes. The blood was running for my vision. The blood begins to run in my eyes. For he was bleeding on my vision. He was bleeding for what I could not see. He was bleeding from my eyes. 
because he recognized that I'm going to need to see what he sees in me. There is still yet more. When they began to mock him and push the thorns on his head, blood began to get in his mouth. And while the blood was in his mouth, it was tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's blood in my mouth. That's why your miracle is in your mouth. That's why he said, call these things as they were, as they were not. Why? There's blood on your mouth. He bled for the things that you may say. He bled for the things that you may not say. He bled for your language change. He bled for a transfer of your language. He bled on your mouth because he understood that, you, that your mouth carries the DNA signature of God and that the glory of God shall be revealed out of what you say. My brothers and my sisters, good God Almighty, I feel glory now. But what, 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 when you was bleeding, when he bled out your mouth, you got to tell yourself, that's why I can't talk the way I, you know, I want to talk. That's why, because if I ever connect with the, DNA, with the DNA systems of God, the DNA strategy of God, he bled in my mouth. Not only did he bleed on my mouth, he bled on my shoulders. He bled so much on my shoulders that now that I can carry some things through. Because when I couldn't carry it before, he bled on my shoulders. My shoulders said I can carry it. There's blood on my shoulders. That's why the Bible says, put away every weight that easily besets you. Why? Because God knows there's blood on my shoulders. And what I love about the text, what I love about this text is that after he put the crown of thorns on his head, and he bled in your eyes, and he bled in your ears, and he bled in your mouth, and he bled on your shoulders, Jesus began to get weak because he was losing so much blood. They reached in the audience and they grabbed a brother named Simon of Cyrene. And I love how they did this. I love how the text said it. They didn't grab Peter, the rock. Peter, the one who God says, in, Peter says I'm gonna, on you I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. They didn't pull that Peter out. They pulled another Peter who did not even look like that Peter. Did not even say, they pulled up Peter and his, they pulled another Simon out. And his name was Simon of Cyrene. And they pulled this Simon out. And could you imagine the conversation that Simon was having with Jesus while Simon was carrying the cross? Must I carry the cross alone and all the world go free? No, 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 no. He, there's, a, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. Simon began to carry the cross. Not only was he carrying the cross, he began to carry Jesus. I know you're weak, sir. I know I cannot do what you do. I know I cannot, I know that I cannot uh, uh, adequately refresh you or adequately give you what you need. But what I have, you can have it. So Simon began to carry Jesus' cross and carry Jesus at the same time. And when Simon was carrying Jesus' cross and carrying Jesus, Jesus began to bleed on Simon. Could you imagine the conversation that if somebody get close enough to you, you should be able to bleed on them too. Because the blood is infectious. And the blood will run. The blood will get on somebody else. And so here is Simon of Cyrene helping Jesus carry himself to Calvary. And while Jesus was carrying, while Simon was carrying Jesus to Calvary, could you imagine the conversation that they was having? I know the Bible never spoke of the conversation. But I'm sure that there was something that was said in the exchange. 
because I know you cannot do nothing for Jesus and he does not pay you a prophet's reward. Because Jesus don't know, Jesus will never let you do something for him and he not match or beat it. Matter of fact, I believe the Bible tells me that he's the more than enough God. So when Simon was carrying Jesus, I believe that Simon's whole line, I believe that Simon's whole generation, I believe that everything that Simon touched changed in a moment and an instant because he began to carry Jesus. Can I tell you, my brothers and my sisters, what's going to happen when you began to carry Jesus? Simon didn't care that Jesus was being beaten. Simon didn't care that Jesus did not look like that. Simon did not care that Jesus was not all put together. Simon did not care that Jesus was half naked. Simon did not care that the cross was heavy. What Simon said, Lord, what you need, I will give it to you. I'm going to carry your cross. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, when are you going to pick up your cross and help Jesus carry it? Hallelujah. So here is Simon. We got to go. Because there's still yet more. Jesus could have quit when Simon picked him up. And Simon grabbed the cross. But I would love to ask when I get to heaven. I'm going to stop and say, Simon, can you tell me what Jesus said to you? Can you tell me when Jesus looked in your eyes what he said to you? Can you tell me was it just mental telepathy? Can you tell me was it a spirit-to-spirit exchange? Can you tell me what did Jesus say to you? My brothers and my sisters, I'm hurrying to my clothes, but I got to ask you a question. What did Jesus say to you when you became saved? When you became filled with the Holy Ghost, what did Jesus say to you? Did he tell you that I love you? Did he tell you I'll be with you? Did he tell you I'll strengthen you? Did he tell you lean on me? Did he tell you cast your cares? Did he tell you I'll be your rock? Did he tell you if you're thirsty I'm water? Did he tell you I'll be friend to the friendless? Did he tell you I'll be mother to the motherless? Did he tell you I'll be father to the fatherless? What did Jesus tell you? Ask your neighbor one more time. What did Jesus tell you? And so we find, we find Jesus getting to the cross. And he put, and while they took him, they nailed him in the hands. And my brothers and sisters, when they nailed him on the hands, he bled for the things. The nail was a representation of the things you may touch that's dangerous to you. They nailed him to the cross for the things that he may touch that's dangerous to you. So my brothers and sisters, the Bible says, take no thought for tomorrow because God will take care of you. And I'm so glad that he nailed him in his hand because he nailed him in his hand. The Bible tells me that I'm tattooed to his hand. I have an imprint of God in his hand. And because I have an imprint, that means nothing can take me out of his hand. If I was you, I'll go grab a neighbor, shake your neighbor, and tell your neighbor nothing can take me out of his hand. Death 
cannot take me out of his hands. Poverty cannot take me out of his hands. Disappointment cannot take me out of his hands. Letdowns cannot take me out of his hands. Sickness cannot take me out of his hands because I'm nailed to his hands. But wait a minute, there's so much more yet to come. And when they nailed him in his hands, they turned around and stretched him wide, nailed him on his feet. And you said, preacher, why they nailed him on his feet? They nailed him because he got nails on his feet for the thing, for the way I walk. Tell your neighbor, he bled for the way I walk, for the journey I take. That's why you often hear pastors say, I don't believe that he brought me this far to leave me. My faith is in him everywhere he goes. I go everywhere he leads. I'll go. He bled for my walk. He bled for my walk because a righteous man steps are ordered by the Lord. Tell your neighbor, my steps are ordered. My steps covered in blood. I'm covered in blood. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But wait a minute. There's more. Not only did he hug him on the cross, and he stayed there all day long, but he stayed there because he had to make some declarations. Tell your neighbor, when I'm being tried, when I'm being nailed, hang on in there. Tell your neighbor, you can hang on in there. Make some declarations. Jesus said, I gotta go to the cross because I got something to say. And when he got on the cross, the first thing he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Then he said, Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Then he said, Woman, Behold thy son, son, behold thy mother. Then he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Then he said, I thirst not for water. I thirst for relationship. I thirst for God. Because everywhere Jesus went, the Father was always there. At the Mount of Transfiguration, God spoke from heaven at the Garden in Jericho. In Jordan River, he spoke at Jesus' baptism and said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. Everywhere Jesus went, the voice of God was everywhere. Everywhere Jesus went, the presence of God was everywhere. What do you do when the presence of God seems as though it's not there? I got a suggestion. I just need you. Hang on in there. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I got to hang on in there. I've come too far. I've lost too much. I've seen too much. I gotta hang on in there. Oh, you slave it. Yet, 
Will I trust in me? I gotta hang on in them. And then Jesus took his last breath and said, Father, it is finished. But wait a minute, there's still more. After they took him down from Calvary's cross, they put him in a borrowed tomb. And he laid there Friday. He laid there Saturday. But Sunday, he rose from the dead. But there's more. Tell your neighbor. But there's more. Not only did he get up, he said, in the next 50 days, I need you to go to the upper room. Because in the upper room, there will be power transformed. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm in my Passover. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm in my Passover. And I'm getting ready to go to the upper room. Tell your neighbor, this is my Holy Ghost. Supernatural move of the year. This is my Holy Ghost. Supernatural move of the year. This is my Holy Ghost. Supernatural move of the year. This is my Holy Ghost. Supernatural move of the year. This is my Holy Ghost. Supernatural move of the year. This is my Holy Ghost Supernatural Move of the Year. This is my Holy Ghost Supernatural Move of the Year. This is my Holy Ghost Supernatural Move of the Year. This is my Holy Ghost Supernatural Move of the Year. This is my Holy Ghost Supernatural Move of the Year. Still more. Wait a minute. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's still more. More to yet come. More to be revealed. For the Bible tells me that this Holy Ghost that I'm getting will lead me to all truth. There is more yet to come. There is more yet to come.
Bless him. Bless him. This is my supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year. This is my supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year. This is my Holy Ghost supernatural move of the year. My brothers and sisters, there's yet more to come. When Jesus died on Calvary, he just let us know there's more to come. And I need you to come into agreement with Pastor. There's yet more to come. Supernatural. Holy Ghost. Move of the year. My supernatural. Holy Ghost. Move of the year. Brothers, I want to tell you something. If this message has empowered you or blessed you in any way, shape, or form, we ask you to come with us, to come into agreement with us today, to give your tithe and your offering. For the Lord is good. We have three, we have three ways to give. We have text to give. We have place to promise to give. And also you can send it P.O. Box. To your neighbors and neighbor, this is my supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year. Hallelujah. My supernatural Holy Ghost. Tell somebody if I was you and I was at church, I would go grab somebody and tell somebody this is my supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year. My God from heaven, my God from heaven, my God from heaven, this is my supernatural. This is your supernatural. This is your Holy Ghost. supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year that means that you have come to a place that where you was you died you got buried but your resurrection your supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year my brothers and sisters before I go I just got to give you one thought. The Bible tells us that Judas was the one that Jesus called him friend. And the Bible said that the, throne, that, the, that the stone was rolled away. That means the tomb, the grave was opened up and empty. I believe that Jesus led all the captives 
account with him. Because it says he went to hell. And while he was in hell, he ran a revival. Could you, can you see, because a revival can't happen unless a sacrifice. A revival can't happen unless there be a sacrifice. And when there's a sacrifice, there can be a revival. And so the greatest sacrifice of the earth went to hell. I, can, I believe Judas said, hey, I know he was coming because he told me so. So I'm going to open the door. And when G went in the door, he told everybody, I am the Lamb of God. I was the one that they told you would be wounded for your transgressions. I was the one that they told you who would be bruised for your iniquities. Let me stop right here and tell you he was bruised for your iniquities. That means that bruising is bleeding on the inside. So that means for all of you who've been bleeding on the inside, he bled for the healing of your inside. So depression, there is blood. Anxiety, there is blood. Hallelujah. Thank God he bled for my sins. Yes, he did. This is my supernatural. Holy Ghost, move of the year. I need you to say, this is my supernatural. Holy Ghost, move of the year. I need you to write in the chat, this is my supernatural. Holy Ghost, move of the year. We are done. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. If this message help you, if this message has helped you, empowered you, if this message help you. Overpowered you, empowered you. I need you. I need you. Hallelujah. I need you. I need you to get your supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year seed. I need you to get your tithe and your offering. I need you to get your seed. Because I believe God's going to do it. God's going to do it for you. God's going to do it. Get your seed in your hand. Get your seed in your hand. Come on, let's get your seed. I'm going to pray for you. Keep playing. I need you to get your seat. Focus, my brothers and sisters.
Come on, let's, let's raise our offering. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you now for my supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year because it's coming just for me. It's my time, and it's my time to be blessed. It's my time. My time to walk in glory. It's my time. My time to have God in my life. God, today I thank you for every seed giver. I thank you every seed sower. I thank you every seed sower in Jesus' name. God, give it back in favor. Give back in increase. Give back in multiplication. Give back in jobs. More jobs. More than enough. Give it back in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. Amen, amen. Come on, give your tithe. Give your offering. Come on, give your tithe and your offering. We're done. First lady's going to come. First lady's going to come and welcome you. I bless you in Jesus' name. There's still yet more. 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 First lady. Supernatural. Holy Ghost. Move of the year. I'm believing that for myself, but I got to say, Cindy in Arizona, my cousin, mother, I saw your name. I heard your name. Supernatural. Holy Ghost. Move of the year. So I know you're watching, and I know you're probably paying your tambourine, but I'm going to go ahead and do a little dance for you. Hallelujah, because I believe, hallelujah, that this is your supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year. So excuse me while I help my cousin Cindy in Arizona. Praise the Lord. Thank 
did it for me. Hallelujah. He's like no other. Glory to God. He's like no other. Thank you, Jesus. you Jesus glory to God supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year if you knew like I knew what I'm looking for God to do this year hallelujah your hands would be raised glory God your feet would be jumping glory to God I'm letting you know now that was a word from the Lord to encourage my heart, to encourage your heart. Supernatural, Holy Ghost, move of the year. I pray that your soul has been blessed all tonight with Pop's resurrection service. All we want to do is give God glory, the glory that he deserves. Hallelujah. So I pray that your heart has been lifted if you came in heavy. Hallelujah. I pray that God has given you a peace like no other. Hallelujah. Because he is your strength in every situation. Hallelujah. I want to remind you that we are still in connections with Solutions for Life Ministries, offering counseling in every single area of your life whatever you need solutions of life has it through our pastor my dear dear friend my dear dear sister cynthia terry hallelujah pastor cynthia terry i'm sorry she has it through the word of god i also want to remind you that we are still in connection with desire that portion ministries we are in need of everything you see on that screen and more you are more than welcome to cash up our sister Darlene Adair, and she will get whatever the people need, along with the t-shirts, the shorts, the jeans, the sneakers, whatever your heart desires to give. If you want to mail it to us, if you want us to come and pick it up, or if you want to send it directly to our sister Darlene, she is doing a mighty, 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 mighty work of the Lord, and I encourage you every week to get on board with this ministry. I also want to remind you that we have our pop campaign going. We are in need of a building. We need to secure a location immediately. So please, please give. Always assign your seed. Whatever you're sowing into this ministry, put an address on it. Assign your seed. So if you're giving for the campaign, put campaign. If it's tithes, put tithes. If it's if it's uh, Holy Ghost 
resurrection seed, whatever you want to give, however you want to give, just put an address on your seed. I love you. I love you. I love you so much with the love of the Lord. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your giving. I appreciate your virtual hugs and kisses, virtual hugs and kisses to you. I cannot wait until we get a building so we can physically see and touch and hug you. I want to do that so bad, but we know that it will be in God's time. So for now, I'm sending you virtual hugs and virtual kisses. May God keep you as he has through the rest of this weekend. Amen. First Lady, we are in, um, we are letting you know we are in our campaign, moving campaign. We have, we, we, we went out to look for some buildings and we think we found some nice places and we're going to make, make contact with those, those set people. We want you to know we're moving. Our birthday is June, is June 1st and I, and I hope, I hope I'm praying by then that we be able to secure our location. By then we can invite everybody in. I don't care if it's just, it's just a piece of wood on the floor. We're going to have church in that, on that piece of wood on the floor, but it's going to be ours. You know, first lady, she's going to put a cloth, uh, some old, a cloth on it, but it's going to be ours. And we're going to make sure that we, we want to do what's right by God and what's right by God's people. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, we are on a trajectory path. We are on a trajectory path. And I need you to become part of me. Put the campaign back up. I need you to become partners. And I'm asking everybody, we are moving. We are looking for partners. Will you be that partner? What a partner is, the partner size, I'll give a seed. Every week towards your moving, I'll, I'll give a $20 seed, I'll give a $30 seed, I'll give, I'll give a $10, a $5 seed to our place called Home for Pop, and that's our phone number. We are looking to move, and also we're looking to upgrade our, our sound system for you, so when you come, it's going to be a blessing to you, and also we're looking to upgrade, we're looking to get some servers, so that when you be able to see our service online, it'll be great for you, and you can tell somebody else about your church, because I love this church, and I love God's people. And I want to know, we are blessed to be a blessing. And I'm going to tell you something. God's always showing himself to me. Because when I thought that I couldn't do something, when they told me I couldn't, God says, try it again. So I came home and I spoke to my wife. I said, babe, they want me to have some, some other things. And she said, uh-uh, your credit should be good enough. And when she said that to me, something kicked in me. Wait a minute. I don't need nobody else. I got God. I got God. And I say, you know what, God? This is what I need. And God gave me exactly what I needed. And I'm going to tell you, there's something in the name of Jesus, and that name is victory. There's something in the name of Jesus, and that name is victory. Can I tell you, my brothers and sisters, that there's victory coming in your life? I know you hear Pastor them say it all the time. And I know you see us say it all the time, but I'm telling you, it's working. It's working for me. And I don't know where that came from. That wasn't even wrote in my message notes today. This is going to be a supernatural, Holy Ghost, move of the year. If you look at my notes, I did not even have that written down in my notes. Supernatural, Holy Ghost, move of the year. I want you to know I'm in agreement with what God is saying. And I need you to come into agreement. We are looking for partners, and I want you to come into agreement with the place of promise. Sow your seed here. We'll be so glad. And also, we keep great details. And at the end of the year, we'll be able to give you back your giving statement. 
we keep great details here. We want you to know we bless you in Jesus' name. I, I pray you have been blessed with our Resurrection Saturday. I pray you have been empowered. I pray this has helped you. I pray it has healed you in some way. I pray that you know that we love you. Sanja, we are praying for you while you're in the hospital. We're praying for you while you're in the hospital. We know this is going to be your supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year. We bless you in Jesus' name. I pray for you. I bless you. I send you grace. I thank God for you. Give me blessed, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you now for the healing for your people. We thank you. This is going to be a supernatural Holy Ghost move of the year. We praise you, Lord, for it's all good. And we thank you that the best is yet to come. We give you glory. We praise you for the blood that's on our lives. For the blood that's on our lives. We thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, be blessed. We cover you in the blood of Jesus. Be blessed. Go, go in grace. Walk in grace. Walk in peace. Walk in love. God bless you.